Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Hey, guys, we're going to pick up where we left off the last time we were together, and we're going to talk about money. <laughs> Every CEO loves to talk about money, right? Money's like the oxygen in your business, right? So we're in the business of saving lives, and when business is good, everyone wins. What happens when business is great, right? So let's get there. We know that money follows value, right? So, and think about the value that we introduce into our communities. I think chiropractors should be the uh, the second highest paid person in town, right? I think the uh, the pastor should get the most. <laughs> but uh, man, let's increase um, your ability to deliver value and capture value. Uh, I love the expression, you don't get what you want, you get what you measure, right? And all of us want to make a greater profit, right? So one of the most important things to understand as a business owner is the revenue to employee ratio, right? So it's a question we get all the time, Dr. Pete, uh, but it deserved a you know a 20 minute conversation here. Uh, let's unpack this new remarkable standard. Yeah, and I love that we're creating a standard around this doc because I think for our profession as chiropractic, you know, we've really just tried to wing it uh, for so long, whether it was this concept of you know becoming a CEO of the business, scaling our businesses. This is all, like these are words, but we're actually formalizing this and bringing this into the profession. I think one of the things we have to do is we have to formalize and and, and create a real structure uh, around conversations around money. So I love that we're doing this and I, I, I can't think of a better time to do this than right here. Uh, this is going to drip out around the middle of the year. And it's also at our three-year anniversary. Doc, I mean, I can't believe you forgot that, but this episode, so we officially, if, if you're listening to this, this podcast with us and you've been listening, first of all, uh, thank you for journeying with us. And if you're new to the CEO podcast, Remarkable CEO podcast, welcome. We are celebrating three years of this podcast. So Doc, I just want to again, thank you for uh, for the journey. Uh, it's been awesome uh, and awesome ride and I can't wait to keep going. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but I know we've covered so many of these things in our podcast. So I'll just stop there. So Doc, hey, Happy anniversary. Yeah, man. Happy anniversary. I mean, as I listen to this, I'm like, I'm having flashbacks to like, it seems like yesterday that we were celebrating two years and then one years. And then just thinking back, man, it's, you know, it seems like just a week ago that we kicked this whole project off. And man, it's been one of the, one of my favorite professional initiatives ever. It's one of the highlights of my week is to jump in the studio and just connect with you, brother, and to record and just know that we're speaking into thousands of chiropractors is just so awesome. Uh, we're bringing a new conversation to this space that just so desperately needs it. Uh, and uh, man, what an honor to uh, work alongside you uh, as you're just such a deep um, expert in this space. Such, such a successful guy in every category. So um, just so awesome to be aligned with you, brother. And three years ago, I'm whipping by. I can't wait to see what we do for the next three years. It's been extraordinary to, you know, we work with hundreds of chiropractors as, as coaching clients in our CEO program, thousands of, chiro uh, of chiropractors inside of the remarkable practice system. Uh, but there's hundreds of docs like right now that have been with us for the whole three years. Uh, and to watch the metamorphosis of 
not only the, their practices going from being a job, a job that they loved, but to a business that supports their remarkable life and not competes with it, right? So, and the key to that was them making that identity shift, you know, from being that owner operator to being the CEO. So, man, it's been um, it's been my pleasure, my absolute pleasure, brother, to do this uh, to be on this journey with you. Thank you so much. Likewise, and uh, and I think going along with the what you just shared about you know the identity shift, really, which is that first shift. The second is. You know, the behavior shift that comes that follows you and it's so much that comes back to your team using things like leverage, use terms like that, but really recognizing your team and rewarding your team and compensating correctly. So let's have a compensation conversation. Let's have a conversation today about, you know, revenue per employee, which Dr. Steven, you brought up and it's been something that we've had brought to us. So that's why we're having this conversation. We're going to answer a couple questions here. One is, you know, how many employees should I have in my practice? This, this question comes up a lot, right? And how do I know how many employees I should have? How do I know when I should hire? Right? Um, that's a big question, you know. And 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 the other one is, you know, am I overstaffed? Am I understaffed? And do I have the right amount of staff? Like, how do I know? These are really big questions, Doctor Stephen, and, and we get asked these questions all the time. And these are incredible questions to to ask. And we're gonna we're gonna answer those today. We're, we're gonna do our best to in, in, a, in a setting of a podcast do it generally, and then we can get specifically and you know, as we work with you, you specifically, but you know, there's a lot of things we're not going to probably talk about Dr. Steven today, but where I know we're going to talk about money, you know, things like, is this person an A player? You know, do you have A players on your team now? You know, um, do you have systems established, you know, and, and how, how are the systems designed and built to help you grow to the next level? You know, do you, do you, do, is your office physical space that actually we talked about the capacity blocks and, you know, the things that, you know, are causing you to, you know, preventing you from growing? Is, is, are there capacity issues? All these things would weigh in, okay? You know, are you a cash practice, insurance practice? What type of model do you have, right? So all these things, Dr. would would influence this conversation that we would have today, but we're going we're gonna to try to keep it as simple as possible. And one of the things I feel that you do such a great job of, Doc, is just simplifying things. It's, it's making it easy for everyone. So I appreciate that about you. So again, thank you for, for that. And and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, pressing into this uh, and answering these questions for our remarkable CEOs today. Yeah, it is. I think it's a super common question. Every time we start talking about team and team building, uh, we didn't just call it team, we call it a team building, right? So as a CEO, you know, one of our job descriptions is we create world-class teams, right? So, you know, let's, let's look at that and be like, okay, so that's building a world-class team around you. So you have to be able to answer the really practical questions of like, okay, so how many team members should I have, right? So, and how many team members can our business afford to have? Um, am I overstaffed um, or much more likely, am I understaffed, right? So I'll tell you right now, there's a vast majority of chiropractors are understaffed, right? So they quote unquote, try to run lean. There's way too much exposure. Number one, the team is stressed. So whenever your team is stressed, even if it's subconscious, uh, if they feel overwhelmed at any level, it creates back pressure and, you know, that just stifles any growth, um, certainly stops promotion and really competes with longevity and retention of your best p people, right? So that's just a terrible thing. If you lose one of those great people, all of a sudden you've got such an interruption in your rhythm and your flow, uh, you lose all momentum and that's tens of thousands of dollars over two, three, four months very quickly, right? So you can quickly justify having a, a robust team. You don't have to be overstaffed, right? So if you use scorecards and KPIs and you follow the remarkable practice system, if you do what we're telling you to do, you'll never be overstaffed because everybody's 
um, compensation really their scorecards their KPIs all of it is all tied towards revenue right so you know you're not you you have no danger of being overstaffed um, like you said there's so many variables here that we couldn't possibly tackle all of them the complex complexity of your office the complexity of your layout your physical space the type of um, technique you practice, whether you do ancillary services, therapies, attended or unattended. Are you running a cash or cash-like practice? Do you have an insurance practice? We have an insurance office with multiple. So guys, at the end of the day, this is not about being precise, but we are going to give you an accurate representation of if you're following the remarkable practice system and you're a remarkable CEO, uh, we're going to create a remarkable standard for you in a very important metric called revenue per employee. In other words, how much revenue, how much top line collections, how much top line revenue should we be realizing per full-time employee in the business, right? So that's revenue per employee, right? So I'm going to give you a number and we're going to work from that number. That number is 250,000, okay? So 250,000 per employee. And again, making the assumption that you are following the TRP system, you're a you're a subluxation-based chiropractic practice. You're adjusting primarily. You have limited um, ancillary services and unattended services would be the majority of those things. You don't have a big insurance um, office with three people processing insurance in the back, et cetera, et cetera, right? So let's just make those assumptions and know that if your practice is more complex and has some of those things that we're listing as, as far as the variables go, and you'd really like to talk that down, we're very happy to jump on a call with you and really unpack your business and your practice and help you arrive at what is that right number for you. Is it 250? Is it 300,000 per employee? Is it 350,000 per employee? It's going to vary. Okay. And ultimately there's a number for every practice. There's a number for every practice type, I should say. Uh, and what you'll find is that the healthiest chiropractic practices in the remarkable practice system that practice the way we, um, prescribe, if you will, the number is 250, right? So 250,000 per employee. So in other words, Dr. Pete, if I, if it's, I'm a chiropractor and I have two CAs, two times 250 is 500,000. If you have two CAs, you should be at 500,000 in collections or on your way to 500,000 in collections. If you have, if it's you, your one DC and three CAs, three employees, it's three times 250. So you should be at 250,000 or uh, excuse me, 750,000 or on your way to 750,000, right? So in other words, there's a zone, right? So there'll be a $250,000 zone between 500 and 750. If you're at 500 and you're ready to go to 750, then you, if you have two CAs, it's time to add another CA so you can use your money to buy their time, energy, focus, and talent bring them into your practice to help you achieve the goal of getting to 750. So I hope this is um, not finger math that people are trying to do as they're on the treadmill uh, or they're driving in their cars right now. But the, it's a very simplified model that, say, that says, how much should I be collecting per person on my payroll? Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. 
go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. Yeah, this is huge, Doc. And I'm so happy we're doing this. And I love how, um, like you said, we've assessed the remarkable practice practices. And we've looked at the numbers and we are taking that into consideration as we're giving these numbers out. So it's not like we just thought this, this math worked out really, really well. No, no, we're actually looking at actual practices. We're talking to doctors. We're inside of the businesses. We're seeing the vitals. We understand what's going on. Even listening to this, so let's say, for example, you were launching a business what we're basically saying is, is that it should be, you should have an employee, you should have somebody hired to help you go from zero to 250, right? Instead of the, the classic model, throw it, on my back, throw it on my back, let me from zero to 250, just me by myself. And then we'll start to correct things right there. Because what's happened is you've never, you have zero systems, you haven't put anything in place for a team to, to be developed. And those are really foundational elements in what we call the launch. I'm not going to get into that, but that's what we're saying. So from zero to 250, you have, you have a team member that helps you get there. And then Dr. Steven, this, is, this was really therapeutic, I think, for a lot of docs when we released this. We started teaching this. So right now, if you're listening and you say, well, we're hovering between, we're at 300,000. So doc, what do you do if I'm at 350 and we're between 250 and 500? Like, what do we do? And I have, you know, I already have my two employees, but it's me and two CAs, but we're struggling to get past 350 to go to 500. Like, what, what do I do there? And that, that is a great question because that's where a lot of, that's probably where a lot of you might find yourselves is in the zone. And I loved how doc, you talk, you talk about the zone. It is, it is a zone. And like you said, the, the goal is to be uh, accurate, you know, precise is going to be, it would require actually individually speaking with each practice and getting deep into the details. But at the end of the day, what that conversation then looks like with my team, if I said, okay, guys, we are, we are underperforming then for what our potential is. So if we're doing 350, we're on track to 350,000 and we've got me plus two, we actually are, we're actually tracking, trending slightly behind of what our, what our potential is. So our potential is we can go to, to go to 500. And so really what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that data as a, as a CEO and I'm going to look at it and say, I'm going to look at, I'm going to troubleshoot, I'm going to troubleshoot my systems. I'm going to troubleshoot my training. I'm going to troubleshoot my model. I'm going to troubleshoot and say, Hey, what do we need to be able to do to go from 350 to 500,000 in the next six to 12 months to be on track to hit that at our monthly revenues. What do we need to be able to do to get there with this team? Because then once you get to 500 and you hit, you're hitting the collections of 500,000, that's when you then say, okay, we need to bring in another team member. And on this call today, we don't have time to say which team member should you hire next. That's a, that, that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's just a different, different conversation. conversation. Yeah. But Dr. Steven, I know that these are the questions everybody's asking themselves yeah. as they're listening. You lay that out. It's like, like you said, they're on the treadmill, like slow, 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 slow. <laughs> Let me stop. Them. Yeah. Like, wait a second. Gotta, Rewind 15 like, seconds. Rewind 15 seconds. What did he just say there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just really important, Doc. So can you just speak to that just briefly? Because I think it's really important is where, where, if I find myself listening to this conversation, I say, I'm overstaffed. Okay. Let's talk to that doctor. Yeah. And let's also talk to the doctor who says, I'm lean right now. Like I'm totally understaffed. We're collecting, but we don't have the team to support that. Let's talk to those docs. So you guys have heard the expression on this, you know, in this podcast, we say that one number is a fact, two numbers are a story, right? So what I want you to recognize is that this is about playing detective. Okay. So we use the metaphor of the 
Rubik's cube, right? Because it's not just one side to the puzzle, right? So there's multiple sides to the puzzle. So this metric is simply a standard for you to slip and check where are we relative to our revenue per employee ratio, okay? So much like when we looked at like the R4, the rule of 40, right? So there's a one more piece of the puzzle that we could look at and we slip and check. And these are all the things that we use to run our businesses, right? So we literally look at it and be able to say, what, are, what is our revenue? How many employees do we have? You divide the revenue by the number of employees and you come to a number. That's your revenue per employee number. What does that number tell you? That tells you how much money do you make per employee? <laughs> That's it, right? Now, the fact of the matter is, is that you may be trending upward. Fantastic. What that tells me is you've made the investment to bring on a team member to trend upward to reach your goals. You're doing exactly what you should be doing. It tells me that you are got a run rate that you've got the team that you'll need to get you to that next level in the practice, right? So in your example, Dr. Pete, you're, you know, you're at 350, you're trying to get to 500, you got two team members, two times two, 150, I mean, 250 is 500. So that means that you've got a run rate, you're running to the 500 point, you've made the investment, right? Now, if you're on the trend, on the growth trend, then I'd say, awesome, keep pushing, keep going, keep growing. Where else are you investing? You've just invested in your team. Are we investing in marketing? Are we investing in training in your conversion process? Are you investing in an awesome gifting program for retention? Are you investing in technology that allows you to be more efficient and effective, which is going to help you in retention? Like there's all kinds of conversations that could be coming out of that in a very healthy environment, right? So or you might say, no, I've been flat for four years. You know, I, you know, we are at 350 with two team members. What it tells me is that you've got a capacity to stretch in front of you, right? There's a, there's a gap in front of you before you would have to add another team member, right? So what I would then get into is the audit and the assessment using the troubleshooting process you're referring to with the Rubik's Cube. You ought to say, where's the issue? Let's unearth the issue that's creating this capacity block as far as collections per employee is concerned, right? Then we start asking those questions like, is it a vision issue? Do they not know what success looks like? Is it a leadership issue where I'm not inspiring them to be on purpose, be on mission, stretch and grow this business? Are they not energized by what I'm doing in my leadership role? Am I telling myself stories and tolerating B and C players? Right? It's a leadership issue, right? So is it a systems issue where it's like our systems are so inefficient and ineffective that it's capping our ability to grow and go, right? Is it a people issue this which is this question right now is like are we understaffed no <laughs> you know we're, we're we are below this threshold in the zone of 250 to 350 with two c uh, to 250 to 500 with these two ca so no we are not understaffed undermanned right that's what the standard is for then it's like okay so is it a training issue is it these wonderful people are not trained in our wonderful systems. Maybe that's it. And it's just, we have to skill up to be able to optimize our, our revenues. Or, or is it just an energetic issue, right? So there's so much to be gleaned from doing a troubleshooting assessment. It tells you the why behind what this audit is telling you, right? So the audit is simply telling you where you are in this very specific ratio of revenue per employee. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEO. So I am 
honored to be in the studio today with uh, another incredible chiropractor, thought leader, innovator in our space, uh, Dr. Corey Frogley from Blue IQ, uh, also one of our remarkable success partners. So um, it's just been awesome to watch. Um, me personally, I've got to see what, what Blue IQ has done specifically to come alongside of the remarkable practice doctors and really embracing, you know, the, the way that we have taught, let's say our doctors and encourage them to organize their business and stats and tracking and all that, which I think for a lot of CEOs listening to us today are like, yeah, that's stuff. I don't really want to get into the weeds on. I don't really, I just want to focus on the vision, right? The visionary yeah. on the line that's on the other yeah. side, but man, we, we talk about data and how important it is and metrics and stats. So I think if you're a listener to this show, I think you've learned the value of that and you're beginning to embrace it. Um, and I can't think of a better person to, to join me to talk shop uh, on this than you, Corey. I know this is something that you have um, committed to taking on and going yeah. after for our profession. So uh, first of all, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining me today in the studio uh, and uh, having you on this podcast. And uh, first, I'd just love for you to maybe introduce yourself to, uh, to our audience. So who are you? A little bit about you. And uh, I love the genesis. I'd love to hear a little bit of the genesis story of where this all started for you with uh, chiropractic and then also Blue IQ. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks, Pete. So good to be here. Your community is incredible. Um, big shout out to all you guys, everything you guys are doing. Um, and for me, it really came down to that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, an entrepreneur is hungry, hungry to change the world, hungry to, to solve things. And being the son of a chiropractor, my dad was the executive vice president with David Palmer, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. And so I, I just grew up in this family, the, the baby of 10, seven boys, six of us became chiropractors. But I, I really came out of school already having some business background, already getting a taste of entrepreneurship and uh, I think just because growing up in the Quad Cities, growing up with people like kind of scoffing at me for being a chiropractic kid, not being the son of a real doctor, <laughs> I, I almost had this chip on my shoulder like, okay, our profession is not going to stay small. Like I'm done with this. If I'm going to be a part of it, I want our profession to elevate to this, this new level. And, you know, to be just as brief as I can, as I scaled my practice to almost a team of 40 employees, five providers, you know, doing almost $4 million a year, there's, that's, a, that's a little different than my early practice when it was just me and another employee. So I went to the genesis of what we call evolution of the different phases of a practice. And what is it like to have two team members versus five team members versus a provider, an associate doctor versus multiple associate versus different types of providers. And what I learned over those years after tons of just bumps and bruises and failures and reaching out to incredible mentors and, and learning that it all came back to the same thing. And that was discipline. Like you have to have discipline to know the business side of healthcare. And it always came back to knowing your numbers. And I'm like, okay, if knowing your numbers is that important, like I'm going all in. And, uh, and that's what happened. Like I, 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 I grew the practice by knowing my numbers, uh, building incredible people around me, and then realized in our industry, like, man, if everybody had access to their data in a, in a much more cohesive way, in a fun way, in an engaging way for the team, like the team could actually gamify it, 
oh man, like what's possible? What's possible for this profession? Where could it get to if our practices became businesses that scaled and, and reached more people? So that's, that's me in a nutshell, man. I'm just a, a data junkie at this point. Wow. You know, it's interesting. You know, we, one of the things we said, first of all, I love your story. And, and I learned some things about you today that I didn't know. <laughs> so that's always cool. Um, you know, you got to, to grow your practice, you got to know your practice. Okay. And, you know, to know your practice, the question is to know what, what do I need to know? Right. And you've got to, you know, numbers, like what numbers, and then the questions go deeper, like what numbers? And you're like, well, you need to know numbers on collections. Well, what numbers specifically? And then it's like, so the, the layers go deeper, right? How deep does the rabbit hole go? It's like, well, I don't know how deep do you want to go? Like we can yeah. go deeper. And, and so, you know, a lot of chiros are like, I know my numbers. Like, yeah, what are they? It's like, I know what I collected. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how much it costs you to, to make that much money? Do you know, like, you know, just a few little questions. That's about it. How many patient visits did you see this this week, this month, this year? Maybe a few numbers, man. There's so many numbers, so much value to what you guys are doing, what you've been able to do. You call yourself a data junkie, but that comes on the backside of the pain of not having it. Right. So you know, there's always pain that precedes progress. That's what I always say. It's like, so you saw it in maybe your dad, you saw it in our profession, you grew up around, you saw it in your siblings. And then it was like, then it was you. And you're like, wait a second, like same story, (laughs) different day, definition of insanity here. Something's got to give plus you're mission driven. You're like, man, we've got to reach the world. So I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about what, what do you, what do you see as far as the problems in our profession, like right now? And specifically, like, how are you addressing that with the, with blue IQ directly? Like, so specifically speak to the problems that you see from your seat as a doc, your seat as a, um, you know, owning a business that serves docs. I love just talk that down a little bit. No, I appreciate that. Uh, we don't have enough time to talk about all the problems that are profession. (laughs) We're not going to solve those today, but let me just talk about the one thing that uh, that I really see is is a a need in our industry. If we're going to, um, I, I think we can all wrap our heads around this this desire for increased utilization, right? We want to increase utilization, and I had to pull my head out of our industry and go look at some other industries to, to who were doing it better than us. And the dental profession is such an incredible, uh, I think, model because they were laughed at as not real doctors. They didn't have great utilization in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. They did something, right? They transformed something. And in a lot of healthcare, what's, what it's led to is what's called market consolidation. Market consolidation is where a, a industry begins to recognize that like everybody doesn't have to play CEO, you want to segment your population to utilize your gifts to their fullest. Some of us are born healers and should stay healers. Some of us are born financiers and should stay in finance and look for ways to expand organizations. Others are incredible organizers and people and know how to hire and put the right people in the right place. They should be in that lane. They should be using that superpower. And some of us are visionaries. Some of us should be driving, you know, organizations. And if you're driving an organization of two, bless your heart, you're doing great. Way to go. We want to provide you tools and, uh, you know, knowing your numbers that allows you to bring this team together to scale because we're not that far behind the dental profession and what's happening now is you have incredible brands out there 
in chiropractic that are doing what dental did 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And there's just this industry shift where we need to create this demand of more chiropractors coming through chiropractic school. Like there's a shortage of doctors. And I don't know about you, but when I grew up in the industry, it was almost like this, uh, you were a redheaded stepchild step if you were an associate doctor, like that was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's not like if you're a born healer, that's where you should be. And this industry shifting to where you now have these CEOs that really want to be entrepreneurial, want to be mission driven, want to grow their organization. And I believe that if they build the, the engine, the vehicle that transports them to either a larger organization like I built or multiple locations, then we're going to impact our communities at a greater level. We're going to have more people underneath chiropractic care and, and change the world. Like that's my whole mission. And I'm, my vehicle to help you is data, like making data engaging, knowing your numbers in a second, but more importantly, helping your team member know the numbers that are important to them to make data-driven decisions like you would as the, you know, the visionary or the, the owner of the practice. So one of the things that we, we phrase as we say is slow down to speed up. I think a lot of docs will interpret data as, oh, that's just minutiae. Like it slows me down. It, 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 it like takes me off my game. It gets me out of state off focus. Can you talk about that specifically, how it, it actually does the exact opposite actually will accelerate you reaching your goals, achieving your vision, you know, making a bigger ramp. Can you talk about that? Because I think sometimes there's a misconception there. Yeah, no, I run into doctors all the time that are like, oh, you know, I've been in practice for 25 years. Um, Okay. You know, you've changed a lot of lives. Good job. But you never slowed down enough to make this decision, this clarity on how did you want to build your life? Because I truly believe building your dream practice actually unlocks the finance for your dream life Mm -hmm. and providing for your kids, providing for the lifestyle that we all deserve to have. You just have to slow down enough to really get clarity on what that is and what is the vehicle you're going to build to create that transformation. So if the most successful doctors I kept seeing over and over and over in my research were these doctors that... Had, had created the shift. They disciplined themselves, right? One of my favorite books, Four Disciplines of Execution. They disciplined themselves to their wig, their widely important goal. They knew it. They, they knew what they were shooting for. And then the second part is they absolutely got clear with their team on what we call the scoreboard. Like, what are the numbers that if we look at it tells us, and that's what I love about your organization with Vital Science, it is the scoreboard. It's, it tells us exactly where we're strong, where we're weak. And then we have to have this cadence of accountability. This changed my practice forever. When I put in this cadence of accountability, where the team were coming to report their numbers, the numbers they were responsible for, the numbers that they were exchanging for value for their paycheck and unlocked a bonus system through gamification. And that, that became the most successful doctors. So I thought, well, okay, I need to slow down for a second. I, I mean, I had a successful practice. I was going to open up more. I, I could have gone down that path, but it wasn't my vision, my, my impact. I could have impacted the community. I wanted to impact our profession. So I did the same thing. I slowed down. I 
you know, brought together a very large sum of money to solve this problem with, with investors trying to really solve this. And now these doctors that are finally like, you know what, I'm doing well. Like the enemy of greatness is comfort. They're comfortable, but I'm here to help you become great. And if you'll just stop for a second and look at your vehicle that you've built and how do we retool it, provide you a data engine that your team members can tap into to make sure you have A players and not B players in, the, in those seats, to make sure you have the right players driving the right data. And when those outcomes start to move and you start to build that flywheel and that starts to pick up momentum, oh my goodness, that's a... Uh, that gets exciting. Well, I mean, you're speaking into, I mean, you're speaking into so many different areas of the business by what you're saying. So what I'm interpreting, and this is what's true is that, you know, the point of exposure of data really opens up the, the entire, all domains of your practice from your marketing to your conversion, to your retention, to your collections and your team. So let's talk about that last piece because you've hit on a bunch of things. And I think you talked about the gamification, you talked about engagement of your team, you talked about getting your team to really take ownership over the business, you talked about having that wildly important goal, and having the cadences and the rhythms and all these things, so much wisdom there. And can you speak a little bit about, like we talk about ROI, right? We talk about the return on the investment. So yeah. all the time, you can, you'll hear us talk a lot about this on this show, which is you know the limited resources of time, energy, focus, money. Can you speak to that specifically to a doctor, I know y'all who are listening on the other side of this, you know who I'm, what I'm, we're talking about, that how does what, because data mining data, it seems like, man, it's going to take a lot of time. Like who's going to, who has time for that? And like, do I, like, what's that look like? Do I have to hire someone? How many people is it going to require for me to be able to gather this and do this? Like, it yeah. feels like a lot. Talk about that. Like the, the, how, what you guys have done is saving the doctor's time energy focus their team so that they can be more focused on what's important to actually drive serving more people, making a bigger impact, making a bigger income. Can you talk about the ROI uh, from your perspective? Yeah, you bring up a great point. And I just want to compare this for the doctors out there of your patients. Um, when they come to you and you present them a care plan and you're asking them to exchange money for a product, which is health, we talk to the patient a lot of time about uh, what is your, what are your symptoms? What are your, what's your disease robbing you of? Well, we know that's time. We know that's quality of life. We know that's hobbies that we can't do anymore because our back hurts or we have sciatica or we have migraines. So what, what's the, the cost of not taking care of your health? And when we talk about the same concept in business, what is it costing you to not know your numbers? And for just an, for instance, when we, we built this data machine and when we can plug it into your QuickBooks and we plug it into your EMR and we look at dollars per marketing channel, so we can break it down by channel, we can segment your marketing dollars by niche condition, and then we can, you know, buy good data hygiene, which is a huge another topic, um, is, is matching that data with the return on that. And so when I'm talking to doctors, I'm like, okay, you spent $3,000 on marketing, but 
let's say, let's break that down. Where did the dollars go? How, how did you use them? And what was the return on those dollars? Like exactly like to the penny. Nobody knows that in our profession, unless you're using Blue IQ. Our Blue IQ doctors know that. And when we start seeing a one to 25, a one to 50, a one to 250 return, like completely lined up, then it just becomes an ATM machine because I now have the science and I have the data to tell me, hey, if I put a dollar here, I'm getting $5 back. But if I put a dollar over here, I'm getting $12 back. Well, that, that's a pretty easy decision. Like I don't need to be a rocket science to analyze that. I just need the data. And to go gather that data, um, you know, again, most of our doctors just don't have the resources to do it. So I'm not bringing to the industry another cool, shiny object. I'm not bringing another just, you know, another toy for the practice. It's like the most fundamental thing in running a business is knowing your numbers. And so our average practice is saving between two and eight hours a week and data, you know, pulling in data or, or just trying to pull reports, which I don't even know if that's completely accurate because most of them aren't pulling all the data that we're pulling. And if they tried to pull all the data we're pulling, it would take them a lot longer than that. And then the average practice, just by putting this engine in at the front desk, not even implementing all the pieces that connect to every, you know, role in the office, just the front desk, they're getting about a 20 to 40% growth. Hmm. Like, like if you're doing 100,000 a month, you're doing 120 to 140,000 a month just by plugging in at the front desk. Because we're not just pulling numbers, we're mining for opportunities and revenue opportunities and growth opportunities. Um, those practices who plug in the cadence of accountability with their teams and they connect their team to their dashboard and to their numbers, those practices are seeing like 100 to 200% growth. It's, it's incredible. And we've got the case studies we've got. I mean, if you guys want to see that, it's, uh, it's incredible. Well, I think, I think that, uh, I think that we do want to see it. So, um, tell us how, uh, what's the best way for docs to get in contact with you to set up a call or learn, just learn more. Like what's, what are the, what are the best next steps as a listener to this show? I'd love for you to let us know. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it, it, if you just want to see Blue IQ in action, you can just simply go to getblueiq.com. Um, that's our website. We've got a demo button. We've got a really cool product called the Cashflow Blueprint, where we will actually tap into your data. We will extract it for you, show it to you in our data visualization with how you're comparing to the industry standards and actually how you, um, like if you just put these mechanisms in place, how much growth you could see in six months. We give you a six month snapshot and we call it our practice cash flow blueprint. There's a button for it right on our website. Just click that, sign up for it. It's, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's like a thousand dollar value um, to have a, you know what it's like, Pete, like mm -hmm. to take your time to go spend time diving into a practice's numbers like how much would you charge to spend that right. much time with them? <laughs> so we'll, we're going to offer this to your community for free. Um, it's, it's an incredible, it doesn't take long. We just have to extract the data overnight. So we have it for you. And then we take you through with one of our, our business analysis, take it through with you to show you, here's where you are compared to the industry. Here's where you could be if you just put these mechanisms in place. And, uh, and then you can decide, is this for me or not? Awesome. I could keep going. I, I definitely want to lean into <laughs> the conversation about 
data hygiene that that got me uh <laughs> we'll, we'll have to set up a second uh follow-up to this one so dr Corey uh from blue iq thank you so much for uh taking the time to meet with me and, and be a part of our program uh appreciate you and thank you for being a, a remarkable success partner we greatly yeah. appreciate you and i know many of our doctors uh who are using uh, your services they're very grateful so appreciate all you're doing and uh we're on a mission to change the world so uh glad to be on the mission with you and with all of you amazing listeners, thanks for uh, tuning into our show and look forward to uh, picking it up uh, and seeing you all and talking to all of you next week. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.